Welcome back in to David L. Gray, off code and unscripted. I got five for 10 for you today. That's when I talk about five things, only have 10 minutes to get it in. So let's start the clock now. So we were in Cologne, Germany for New Year. And so we're standing at the Marriott and then we're after we come out on the other side of the hub for the trains, there's this cathedral that I had only saw in pictures and there was before me. I had saw it in on, on a highway coming in. I said, oh, that must be the cathedral. But coming out of the hub and just it's just there before me, it was breathtaking, literally. And I was struck with, with two things that I want to talk to you about. First was just the influence in the contribution of the Carolingian kings in their renaissance. People like Charlemagne and Pepin the Short. Without their contribution of the Carolingian renaissance, Catholicism is not what it is today. The liturgy is not what it is today. Our, our theology understanding of the Holy Eucharist is not what it is today. I wrote a lot about this at St. Dominic's Media, if you want to check out those essays. But the second thing that struck me was more, um, more theological, more spiritual, was that what I think this cathedral is, is a symbol of us, of the human condition. And just look at the cathedral, how it's yearning for God, stretching for God, striving for God, just trying to reach, just trying to touch. That's us. That's our life. We're striving and yearning for God. And the cathedral is here on earth like us. It has a temporal life. But for the Catholic, our life is always touching the eternal. Yes, we have our temporal life. We have our presence here. But at the same time, we have the presence of Christ with us so yes we have a temporal life a short pilgrimage but our life is also transcendent because it's always touching the divine always touching our destination i didn't get a chance to go inside because there was a terrorist threat but i'm definitely going to make my way back there and i, I can't wait to behold what's inside i had to share this story with you all how's it heaven because this is ominous, a little bit scary. Check this out. On December 17th, 2023, which happens to be the birthday of Pope Francis. He's born on December 17th, 1936. December 17th, 2023 is the day before Pope Francis was going to release the document Fiducialis supplicants fiducius supplicants the gay document the gay blessing document which allows the blessing of sodomite sin on that day december 17th 2023 in a town called san nicholas which is north of buenos aires argentina where pope francis is from there is a sanctuary dedicated to our lady of the rosary outside of that Sanctuary is a statue of St. Peter, the first pope, of which Pope Francis is the successor. On that day, December 17th, lightning struck that statue of St. Peter, destroying the papal keys and the blessing hand of Peter. What type of ominous sign is this? Now, 
You know, David O'Gray, I've never been the one to say the Pope Francis is not the Pope, some sort of anti-Pope. I cannot say that because no one who elected Pope Francis, no bishop, no cardinal who elected him, has said it. So I can't. But has not the weather just spoke? The weather has just said Pope Francis is not the Pope. Apparently, that's how we could read this sign. And the thing is, what is really weird about this is that Pope Francis is supposed to be in with Pachamama. That's supposed to be his homegirl, the mother goddess. He did a whole ceremony, a whole ritual honor her, planted a tree at the Vatican, was blessed, that was anointed by a, a Pachamama priest, high priestess. That's supposed to be his homie. But now she doesn't even like him. <laughs> Pachamama doesn't even like the whole gay blessing document. She's even... How bad is it that Pachamama, how, how bad is your relationship with the mother goddess that she has to call in a favor from Zeus to send down lightning to strike down the statue as a sign that she's not pleased with you? I mean, if Pope Francis doesn't watch himself, Mother Earth, Pachamama, what's she going to do next? Call in Poseidon? She's going to send a, a tsunami to the Vatican? I don't know. But we better watch out. Now, if you're a parish priest anywhere, but let's just say Italy, and on your New Year's Eve Mass homily, in that you say that Pope Francis is a usurper, that Pope Francis is a Jesuit Freemason, and that everyone knows that he's not the Pope, but no one does anything. What do you think happens to you? When you speak in those terms, in that language about your employer publicly and in Italy, well, you get fired. Any job, right? Any job fires you when you speak bad about your employer. And that's what happened to him. His bishop excommunicated him. A, a very extreme measure taken against him. The priest was Don Ramon Hidetti. You know, a part of you is like, Man, I admire that guy. Because he knew the consequences of speaking the truth and he did it. We, we admire people who have zero cares about speaking the truth. That's true. But what I'm struck by is really just the juxtaposition of him with someone like Chris Christie. A guy running for president again. And calls himself a Catholic. But is now saying that he believes in same-sex marriage because... Pope Francis says you can bless it now in the church. Say what you want to about the text, the letter of Fiducius Supplicans, the gay document. The perception of it is that it does allow for blessing of sin. That's the perception, and that perception is reality, and that's the application of it. That's what we see. It does what we see it doing, okay? Whatever, forget what the letter says. What are people doing with it? How do people perceive it? That's the reality. But people like Chris Christie, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and all the all the others, they can say what they whatever they want to say. That's contrary to the teachings of the church, contrary to the faith, and there's no consequences. No one's going to excommunicate them. That's that's the world that we live in right now, and, and it's quite amazing. Like who has to suffer consequences and who doesn't? This this is global tyranny of these people in these positions 
that do whatever they want to do to people who do not agree with them. If you're president, former president who's running for um, the office again, your name could just be thrown off of ballots and there's no consequences to the people who does that to you. That's the world we live in. And that's wild. Now we can call this Don Ramon Priest that got excommunicated a little bit fringe because he is. He calls Pope Francis a Freemason, something that's not true. I've made videos about this. But what about when a respected university professor, Dr. Regis Martin, professor of mine at a respected university, Franciscan University of Steubenville, what about someone like him, an internationally respected theologian, pins a letter over Crisis Magazine and saying that if he could advise Pope Francis, he would say, you just need to resign, my man, and go spend the rest of your life at a monastery in prayer and silence. We could dismiss the fringe people. But when respected theologians like Regis Martin comes out with a letter at Crisis Magazine saying this, we have to start paying attention to this consensus that seems to be building that Pope Francis is horrible, perhaps the worst pope in the history of the Catholic Church, and he needs to go. This is something. And then German Cardinal Gayhard Mueller comes out recently and he says that, you know, this whole gay blessing document, this never would have happened under Pope Benedict XVI. Ooh. And it's at that point in time, yet you gotta feel just a little bit bad for Pope Francis. I mean, who wants to be compared to the former spouse? <laughs> Especially when a former spouse is dead in the grave. But it's also at that point in time where you kind of realize what Pope Francis is. He's the rebound Pope. Rebound relationships. They happen. But early on in them, you kind of realize, ah, I probably moved a little too fast. Because you're not even my type. It was probably just lust. We should break up. Let's break up with Pope Francis. That's what I say. And that's all I know for now. This is Off Code, unscripted, David O. Gray. Remember, Jesus loves you and is there for you. Let's get out of here.